welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I am your host. And my name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Hi there. What's Hi. up? How are you? <laughs> oh my gosh. So much better. Last week, not so good. No? What was going on? What was shaking? Um, well, we didn't put out an episode. Yeah. That and was, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. But so someone quit at my job and it immediately doubled my amount of work. And I also had a wedding over the weekend. So then I had to like account for a day I was going to miss. So my work was tripled. Anyways, I had a breakdown a little bit. It's just an itty bitty one. Couldn't stand the pressure. And we didn't we didn't record. <laughs> so I'm sorry, listeners. Yep. I'm a fucking human. We got your emails, we got your text, we got your social media outcry. Thank you. We, we're we human. We didn't put out an episode. Sometimes it happens, you know? We don't like it. We, we don't like it when it's going to happen, but it happened. It happens. I had to go into the office with my new bosses. Ooh. So I had to, like, put on the I'm not a garbage person mask. How? For two days. Well, it, it like eroded at dinner one night. <laughs> you put a cocktail in me and it was suddenly like, oh, Erica's doing her I'm at dinner shtick. And oh, it, boy. It, it, it like lowered the veil. And I was like, oh, yeah, I am garbage. And I am on, you know, I'm on right now. And right. they're seeing me for who I am. Mm. You had dinner with them? Yes. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yes, on the company's dime, which was good, sweet. Good, 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 good. Yes. Good, good. I was like, should we share an app? And they're like, everybody gets an app. And I was like, oh, okay. Love it. What yeah. app did you get? Oh, every app on the menu. I, I love that. That's fun. Yeah. It was <laughs> wonderful. I had the best Brussels sprouts I've ever had. Something that only people in their 30s say when they go to a restaurant. A hundred percent. If you would have tried to convince me in my teens and 20s, you'll love Brussels sprouts one day. I would have been like, you're a goddamn fool. That's because I'd never had a Brussels sprout until I was probably 30. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're good. I threw down last night and made some killer Brussels sprouts. Like, they're good. <sighs> they're really, really fucking good. They're just, yeah, it, they're it was like the TV comedy joke, like insert a joke about a vegetable. It was Brussels sprouts. Yep. Yep. And meatloaf. And meatloaf. I still don't like, <clears throat> there's a stigma around meatloaf for me mentally. Mm -hmm. I still don't like it because of like television comedy writers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I kind of feel the same way, but I'm like, there's no reason not to like it. But then I'm like, Wait, so the whole outside is ketchup? Yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit... I'm not totally sold on meatloaf yet, but Brussels sprouts are very good. You should have some Winston Carter meatloaf because he does make a damn good meatloaf. <sighs> I fucking bet he does. Yeah, he makes... Anything he puts his mind to, he makes a pretty good one. That's good. I like that for him. Yeah, he makes a pretty good one. How have you been trash this week? <laughs> so... This episode is coming out after my Friendsgiving that's happening this weekend. No offense. You're my friend, too. It's it's just, it's a tighter group. You understand? I, no offense taken. No offense taken. I don't I, know why I have, like, moments where I'm like, I have I my own friends. I'm like, I shouldn't be telling my friends about this Friendsgiving because. No, it's fine. I, I had plans. I'm busy anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to just change the fucking the branding of it because it's it's the girls that I lived with in Echo Park. Shout out Ashley Reardon and then my old roommate Noel and then their significant others. So like it, it's a 308 gathering that I don't need to fucking explain myself. Anyways, so I'm making everyone gifts. Um, I've already made them. I uh, I bought a clear pack of ornaments from. Michael's some glitter, some craft glue, and then I printed out like on 
printer paper, a bunch of pictures, because I saw on YouTube that you can basically like make your own ornament with a picture in it with these tools. And it is true. I have been able to do that. And they're they would be really cute, except I can't get that fucking picture straight on uh-huh. any of them. Like, I can't center the picture. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, I eventually just resigned myself to like, okay, well, the pictures are just going to be kind of crooked and it's just going to like look like a kid made it and it'll be kind of charming because a kid didn't make it. But why do I think that's fucking charming? Like, why do I think that I deserve the the free pass of doing a bad job because it's me? I'm, I'm a 31-year-old woman. I should be able to get that picture on fucking straight. But it's instead artistic. I'm giving them... I'm giving them children's crafts. Listen, Mormon mommy bloggers have held us up to this perception of perfection that is unachievable. And we don't have to hold ourselves to that. I think that the ornaments are going to be just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's just, it's frustrating because I'm like, is this better or should I keep trying? I mean, I have four ornaments in my trash right now with a picture of Ashley and TJ's wedding photo. Like, because I fucked it up so hard. I was like, if all I just need to get this one right. The one that I have finally settled on is centered, but a little crooked. (laughs) Okay, well, speaking of centered, but a little crooked, I had a run in with the mixed tiles, which is So Mixed Tiles is a company that will print your photos and then they have an adhesive strip on the back of them, but they're like a thick matted, like matting, Uh like they're, it's like printed on the front, a two inch thick, you know, device, Uh and then they'll stick to your walls, like a foam. Yeah. So I order a bunch of photos of, of me and Winston. Uh Uh-huh. And they cut off my face, like halfway in the face of me. What? Yeah. And I was like, that's not what I ordered. And that's not how I centered it when I ordered them. And so they immediately were like, we're so sorry. We'll correct the ones we messed up. And here's an extra one on us. So mixed tiles, customer service, not trashy. Hey, there you go. I'm I'm working on getting us a promo code. To, to work with them because they were so prompt. But guess what? I got five mixed tiles of mostly Winston's face <laughs> that I'm going to be gifting out this holiday season to people. <laughs> oh, right. Because you're giving people pictures of you guys <laughs> for yeah. Christmas this year. For Christmas. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I guess yeah. that's I, I guess that's why I'm trash is that I I'm passing off the work of a six year old and hoping that my friends find it charming. They will. It's this. It's the effort that counts. <sighs> why are you trash? Well, I am the type of creature that I need to. If someone's laying on the couch. I want to crawl all over them. And by someone, I mean Winston, my partner. Uh Yeah, of course. I hope. I I just want to crawl all over him and be like, look at me. I'm so little. Yes. I'm so tiny. I'm like one of the cats. I'm just going to lay on top of you. Sure. (laughs) Which drives him absolutely crazy. And not in like the fun, (laughs) crazy way. In the like, please get off of me. I'm barely tolerating this way. No. (laughs) And so I have had some like, some light, like, you know, like phlegm in my throat. Mm -hmm. So I crawl up there and I'm being all cute. (laughs) And then I am, and I'm like, kiss me. And he's like, okay. And he will. And then I immediately, immediately, like, hawk a loogie from inside my throat immediately after he's kissed me. And he's like, okay, nope, deal's broken. Get off of me. Nope, this is done. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? On that one, that's fair. 
that's (laughs) yeah that's the appropriate call you're like one of those dogs that like sneezes on people after they cuddle (laughs) yeah i was like you couldn't have waited 30 seconds you had to clear your throat immediately (laughs) oh so poor winston tolerates me that's all right yeah. You know, what can you do? I uh, I don't do this anymore, but I used to do this kind of toxic, manipulative thing because I also like to crawl on significant others. But see, before when they didn't want me on top of them, I took it personally before therapy, I say. And I used to be like, well, you know, the day that I stop doing this, you'll know that I don't love you anymore. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I do not talk this way to people anymore. Therapy is really important. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. Let's get into our first story from thecomplex.com. Footage shows small dong march in LA comprised of people standing up for smaller penises. TMZ, uh, the trashiest news source. Truly. Reports a large group of people gathered in Los Angeles to end the shame associated with having a small penis. Small Dong March was organized by Chad and JT of YouTube fame. You know, I was thinking about this, that like, what? It, where are the good Chads out there? Because there's got to be like good women named Karen out there who just are getting fucked. And... When I think of the, like, Chad is the Brussels sprout kind of equivalent of, like, that's been built out to be such a douchey name that, like, I imagine, I just think about, like, actual, like, decent human beings who happen to be named Chad and how they get fucked over by this Chad of YouTube fame. <laughs> I, I can't name a single Chad, like a good Chad. Chad Michael Murray? Who's that? <gasps> Oh, God. Erica. He's an actor? Yes, he is. Hello, the Cinderella story with Hilary Duff, the romantic lead. He was on One Tree Hill. Chad Michael Murray. That was back when, like, the hottest guys had three names. Chad Michael Murray? That's true. There was a a theme of three named gentlemen. Also, you know the reason why serial killers always have three names? Why? They, like... They, it's so that like they give them the three names so that every like Chad Smith doesn't get get, like associated with that name. Like they add the middle name to give them a distinctive. Oh, that's nice of them. That because that could be bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's to add like, oh, this is why John Wayne Gacy, so that every John Gacy doesn't get, oh, are you the serial killer? And it's like, I mean, I'm sure. They do anyways, but you know, I'm sure they do. Yeah. I waited on Chad Michael Murray once and some lady, uh, when I worked at PF Chang's and, um, he was actually, he, I got to the table and it was probably the most starstruck I've ever been. Like I've been, I've waited on and been around huge, huge celebrities, but there was something about him And like, he knew it. He looked at me. I looked at him. We looked at each other. He could tell that I was probably in the age range for someone to freak the fuck out for him. So he was very, (laughs) very nice. But I was literally like, um, hello, um, something to drink. (laughs) I was not good. Yeah. And he's like. You've already taken our drink order three times. <laughs> like, and he, like, arguably not famous anymore. Like, he was kind of a, a blip in time. He didn't have to, unless I'm wrong, but I don't know what he's up to these days. If you go to, if you just Google him, like, it's like One Tree Hill, Cinderella Story, House of Wax, Gilmore Girls. Like, that's a, that's a fucking long time ago. But he yeah, just... Ooh, special place in my heart. What are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about these small dick march. Okay. Sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You should watch Chad and JT. Like, they do really funny stuff. They'll go to, like, city council meetings and, and, you know, speak about ridiculous things in, like, very sincere ways. Like, they're they're very funny. 
Um, so I can't tell if they're being sincere about their small dong shame or if they were trying to actually shame people with small dong in their march. So, but they're very funny. <laughs> I, you mean like shame them out of irony because they're trying to stand up for small penises? I know, but I can't tell if they're doing it as like a bit or if they're like, yo, this is what we're working with. And like, no one should feel, no one should feel shame about their genitalia. No. No No one should feel shame. I hope that they're doing it in sincerity and not as a bit. I'm going to just say this. I do think that this is stupid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. Okay. I'm just going to say it. I think. (laughs) Did you see there was a documentary that came out? Let me look it up. Documentary about small penis guy Un- unhung hero it came out in 2013 and this guy made a documentary about his small penis because he asked his girlfriend to marry him at like a like a sports game and she said no so like it was like very televised and all this shit and he was like a, it was like in the earlier days of youtube so it went very viral of him getting turned down and then the next day he asked her why did you say no and she <sighs> said i just don't think i can be with someone who has as small of a dick as you for the rest of my life this is all from his perspective and so he travels the world to research small dick stuff and find body acceptance and all these kinds of things. It's like the most masturbatory thing I've ever seen. Um, It's not great. And so that's what comes to my mind when I see this. I'm like, oh, God, here goes men talking about their small dicks again. Like, right. Just be a good person. (laughs) Be a good person and make it work. And no one cares. Right. No one cares. There's other there's other ways. Yes, there's other ways. We don't need to get into them, but there's other ways. There's other ways. You know? Speaking of other ways, <laughs> let's get into our second story from the dailymail.co slash UK. They called it a visiting fee. Georgia woman who was billed almost $700 for a trip to ER says she didn't even see a doctor and left after waiting for seven hours. They called it a visiting fee. So this woman, Taylor Davis, had a head injury, went to the hospital and just chilled for seven hours and then left. And she got a bill for $688.35. Even though she never even got to see a doctor. She said that they didn't even take her vitals or anything. Like, no, her name wasn't called at all. So have I told the story of being bitten by a snake on this podcast? <laughs> no. Okay. Seems on brand, but no. On, very on brand. I was working a summer camp. And if I have, forgive me, I'm going to tell it again. I, growing up, we always got the best hospital care at the county hospital. and. Wow. Yeah, like private rooms, round the clock care. Like I was like, oh wow, like that's this hospital's just really good. Turns out there was a board member whose last name was Curry, and they thought we were of the Curries. Oh, so we got like special treatment. So I'm used to like going right into the emergency room. Go, you know, like whatever it is, like (laughs) you know, going right in. And so I was bitten by a copperhead snake while working a camp in college. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it because it was dark, but I was like, oh shit, I was bitten by something. And so I was filthy from head to toe, just covered in dirt. I'm working like an outdoor camp. And I arrive at the ER and they put me in a wheelchair because I can't stand and I can barely sit. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I was in I was in so much pain. I was miserable. My leg is swelling. And I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And a little kid comes in, gets checked in, and immediately walk gets walking back, like taken back. Uh-huh. And that, my dear, I could not stand. So I wheel up, I wheel myself up like urgently to the counter. And I was like, excuse me. I have been waiting. Like I I I have been bitten. 
I have been waiting and I just saw somebody go right into the ER. What is going on? And they were like, you know, we're, we're triaging, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, listen, when my mother, Tina Curry, finds out about this, she's not going to be very happy. And then I just wheeled myself back to where I was sitting previously. And I was the next person called in. Was my it mother's a- just a public school teacher. This was like three and a half hours away from my hometown. But, but if I you think say your mom's full name. The power of that name. Tina Curry. The power of that name. And the way I said it made it sound like she was like someone. Wow. Yeah. And anyway, I, I got, you know, anti-venom. It was a whole nightmare. <laughs> it was it was a nightmare. <laughs> Did you hallucinate? Uh, probably. I They put me on morphine. Like, Jeez Louise. It's it's miserable. If you can help it, never get bitten by a venomous snake. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We're lucky to have you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> very lucky to have me. I'm a treat. <laughs> I agree. So when this woman received her bill, she called the, the, ho- the hospital and the employee said it's hospital protocol, even if you're just walking in and you're not seen. When you type in social, that's it. You're going to get charged regardless. When you type in your social security number, that's you're going to get charged regardless. That is absolute bullshit. Yeah, that's fucked up. I mean, apparently now, like, the hospital's looking into it or whatever, because obviously this is going viral and then they have to. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how many times this happens to people. And they they start talking about... Um, people who were sharing their COVID bills mm-hmm. online. There was a one of this person who had a four month stay in an American hospital for COVID-19 and the itemized list of charges ended up totaling more than $2.85 million for four months in a hospital. That's I've seen fucking crazy. That's it's insane. I've seen where like a Tylenol was listed out as like $258, you know, like uh, when they have to itemize, like when you ask for an itemized hospital bill, yeah, they just have to justify like why it costs that much. It's one of those things. I have health insurance now, like, thank goodness, like so grateful for that. But there was a long time where I didn't. And I think my biggest fear while I didn't have my while I didn't have health insurance was that my appendix was going to blow up Uh because there was like, I've seen a lot of people online who are uninsured because health insurance is fucking expensive. Mm -hmm. The only reason I have it is because of my job and like having your appendix explode, which is at no fault of your own. It just happens is like life ruining because of the amount of money it costs. Yeah. A hundred percent. This is fucked up. Yeah. The American system of having your health insurance tied to employment is ludicrous. Especially since so many employers don't offer anything or they make their requirements to get it like really, really hard, like restaurants and businesses like that, you know, mm-hmm. like big restaurants. I'm, t- I'm talking the P.F. Changs of the world where like the only people who get it are there people who are considered full-time employees. And as soon as you fall under the required amount of hours. Yeah. They'll take it away. Which is so like no sir no server at your local PF Chang's has health insurance through PF Chang's. Right. Speaking of of money and and all that, let's get into our next story from MSN.com. Lawyer 41 who sued his parents to pay him 500 a week, loses appeal. An unemployed lawyer who has had his lavish lifestyle entirely funded by his wealthy parents for years has lost a court bid to force his mother and father to continue to pay him maintenance. The plaintiff, 41, claimed his parents are violating his human rights after they stopped paying for his life in London after he went years without a job. Guess he wasn't that good of a lawyer. <laughs> I guess not. So he previously practiced laws. Oh, he graduated from Oxford University. And then the last time he worked was in 2011, practicing law at prestigious firms and then working as a tax advisor and, you know, all kinds of lawyer shit. But then he became unemployed and 
entirely dependent on handouts from his parents who are 69 and 71 years old living in Dubai. These payments amounted to around 2,500 US a month while the 41 year old lives in a rent free $1 million apartment in central London. So his parents cut him off and sued his parents to try to get money back because he got used to this lifestyle and said that they're basically abandoning their child, <laughs> which is so stupid because. He 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 claimed that he was vulnerable due to health issues, but like basically every judge who got this was like, "Bro, you're a forty year old man. You don't have legs to stand on. Like you're as if you're you, he, like he was filing. He was citing court cases that had to do with like legitimate like full blown kids, right? Like his his barrister, U Southie QC, <laughs> such a such an English name. I love argued it. that. There was a law enacted in 1989 called the Children's Act that it, that he was able to a- apply for this maintenance because he is a vulnerable adult due to health issues. Yeah, like, sorry, bro. So he lost. That's, <laughs> that's that. Um, his parents are bummed out that they have to deal with this in the first place. And they also cited another unsuccessful lawsuit this guy tried to do. He tried to sue Oxford University where he went to college because he claims that he was prevented from achieving top honors because of inadequate teachings and that that's what's costing him having a lucrative lawyer career. (laughs) So this guy is a clown. This is straight up clownery. Straight up clownery. (laughs) Looking everywhere but within to find his problems. It's like that Simpsons meme where it's like, no, it's everyone else that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is that's this guy's deal. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good luck. Speaking of bad luck, maybe bad luck. According to the New York Post.com, a healthcare worker in the UK has confessed to using a dead patient's debit card to buy snacks from the vending machine, including just 17 minutes after the victim died. This is a 23 year old. She appeared in Birmingham court Wednesday on charges that she swiped the 83 year old woman's card at Heartland's Hospital in the city, a news outlet reported. So the doctors recorded her time, the lady's time of death at 1.56 p.m. on January 24th, but 17 minutes later, purchases were made on her cards at the vending machine. She had made six purchases using a contactless payment option and then made one more later in the evening. She then tried again four days later, but that time the card had already been canceled, the outlet reported. What a piece of shit. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like... Here's the thing. Is crime is crime worth doing with credit cards anymore? Like it it feels so easily traceable at this point. And like it and so short-lived. If you get someone's credit card, like as if they're not gonna cancel it right away. Right. It, but I, <laughs> I guess the the justification in your head is let me use it as much as I can before they cancel it. But like, fine. That it, but not not someone not a dead lady. I don't know. Yeah, not a dead. Uh, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a vibe. And credit card companies are so savage that, like, luckily, like this, she didn't make like huge purchases because they probably would have just went after this lady's family or some shit. Right, right. They're literally vultures and will come after you. Be careful with credit cards. Yeah, they they offer you a hundred thousand miles, but they they want you to go into debt. Like people that game the system are few and far between, and credit cards hate you if you pay off your debt every month. Did you see uh, that Explained episode on Netflix? They did a. Have you heard of Explained on Netflix? Yes, should yes, awesome. And they have one specifically like a four parter about money. And one of them was about credit cards. Very interesting. Go check that out if you haven't seen it yet. Yes. I watched it twice. It's very good. So uh, this girl claimed that she found the card on the floor and then got it confused with her card. But then the police. (laughs) What? 
Oh, I got it confused. Oh, I take back everything I've ever said about this woman. Right. But then the police were like, girl, that card is a different color than your card. Mm. So, well. Well, 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 well. I hope that uh, whatever she got from the vending machine was worth it. (laughs) I have recently gotten to credit card gaming with, you know, I have like a spreadsheet that's like, okay, this credit card gives me three points at gas stations and this credit card gets me five points at, at grocery store. So, and you know, but I, but I pay them off. Not going to get into trouble. My partner has his credit card all figured out and it has been really, really great. The benefits that we get for flying me, not so much me. I'm just trying to pay off my credit cards and uh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I've tried to game it and then I'm like, I'm not good at this game. <laughs> it, it's a tricky fucking game. You know, but know yourself. Don't. Yeah. If, as soon as you figure, like me, as soon as I figured out I was bad at the game, I stopped trying to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's an expensive that, game to lose. It's a very expensive game to lose. Speaking yeah. of uh, losers. Nice. That's what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> Let's get into our next story from the thedailydot.com. A trick-or-treater's dad forces her to take tons of candy from a free-for-all bowl. While trick-or-treating from an unattended candy bowl, a young girl took just a few candies, only to be stopped by someone who appears to be her parent. The parent then proceeds to dump a sizable portion of the bowl into her bag, an act that caused an outrage when the ring doorbell video was posted to TikTok. This is crazy. It's like they, they recount, and you can see in the video, this little girl telling her dad, we need to leave some for other people. Yeah, the dad goes, did you just take everything that was in there? And she goes, I just took a little bit because the trick-or-treaters need some. And then the father pours the bowl and says, leave some for the trick-or-treaters, please. Please. I mean, like, it sucks when you have to parent your parents. Doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's weird. And the comments are mixed. I mean, they're not mixed mix. Most people are like, man, this is fucked up. You know, like this daughter is more mature and knows the the empty candy rules better than the dad does. But then some people saw it in a way that I actually didn't think of until it was put in the comments where people were like, the guy just wanted to go home. Like, he just wants to go home. (laughs) And so (laughs) you put enough candy in their bag and then it's time to go home. And I'm like, oh, so it's either that this guy is like a dirtbag because he wants to take all the candy or he's a dirtbag because he doesn't want to trick-or-treat anymore. <laughs> I shouldn't call it. You're not a dirtbag if you don't want to trick-or-treat. I, I've never done it with a kid. It probably fucking sucks. It's <laughs> No, it's it's honestly the only thing that's ever made me want to have children was taking the little girl oh. I used to nanny trick-or-treating two years in a row. It that's was cute. The most magical outing in like – Watching her light up, get get in her costume, get so excited, you know, navigating, trick-or-treating, it, it was the best. <laughs> it was the absolute best. Oh, my God. Okay, well, then I take it back. He was a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so cute. Like, she was scared at first, and she wouldn't say, you know, trick-or-treat, and we were going up to, like, little ladies' houses, and then... We walk up to this guy and he's got like tattoos. He's roided up wearing like a muscle t-shirt, bald head. And she, for the first time goes trick or treat. And I'm like, this is the guy like, this is, <laughs> this is who you open up to. Okay. We're going to be in trouble. <laughs> Speaking of, we're going to be in trouble. We got a Florida man for you. We got a Florida man from WCTV.TV. Whoa. Florida man uses finger guns to steal Waffle House napkins. <laughs> a Madison County Waffle House employee called 911 Monday night to report an attempted robbery. The suspect was unarmed and simply left after grabbing some napkins, according to the Madison County Sheriff's Office. This guy entered the Waffle House wearing a gray hoodie, dark jeans, dark hat with dark hair. And he was reportedly accompanied by a small dog who I imagine probably just took a shit outside and he really needed napkins to clean it up. So maybe that was what was happening. 
honestly, this guy's a hero for cleaning up his dog's shit. You know? You know? So the, the gentleman, identified as Edward William Rodriguez, began by shouting, Get on the ground! Y'all are getting robbed! According to the report, he then stated to everyone that he was high and drunk and then grabbed some napkins and walked out. So, you know, that's nice. <laughs> I think I'd like to know that from the guy who's robbing me. Yeah. I'm really um, high and I'm really drunk. So goodbye. <laughs> he got into a vehicle and left. He did not appear to have any weapons, but he did raise his hands with his finger shaped into the shape of a gun. Now, question for you, Cassandra. What? Did he do finger guns or did he have improv training? And did he do the proper way to hold a gun in the scene? And did he wrap his hands into holding a gun like you would in an improv scene or did he point his finger out like it was a gun itself now when we tell you that that is improv 101 it is improv 101 that you learn that if you're gonna have a gun in a scene you have to mime having a gun in your hand and not do finger gun it is the stupidest thing that every improv teacher including myself. I'm, an, I'm not an improv teacher, but an improv enthusiast. It takes very seriously. And I'm going to tell you what, Erica, I think he went actual finger guns. I don't think he went improv okay. gun. Okay. I think it's important to note, like the first rule of improv is yes and, and then the second rule of improv is how do you hold a gun? <laughs> because <laughs> guns come up so frequently in improv scenes. I'm not even being like... I'm not joking, <laughs> especially in Improv 101 and 201. <laughs> Although Erica and I were in a improv group together for a long time, and the whole deal was that by the end of every set, everyone needed to be dead. That was like our that was like our shtick, and it was really fun. So we had a lot of guns. It was so fun. Oh, <laughs> so fun. The most fun I've ever had on stage. Truly. Just figuring my, out how we were all going to die. <laughs> my favorite character I ever played was Eddie the Big Dicked Eagle. <laughs> I think we have a picture of that. Uh -huh. like, yeah. And my mom was in the crowd and was like, that's my baby playing a Big Dick Eagle. I, I sent her to university and this is what she's doing with her life. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of big dick, let's That'd get into our next story. That was perfect. From www.thesun.com. Oh, wow. You tossed in a www there. I did. I did. I love a www. <laughs> you're the you're just like reading whatever's on the teleprompter kind of thing. <laughs> I am the Ron Burgundy of this podcast. I'll say that. <laughs> if it's written down, I will read it. Massive 100-foot penis-shaped rock in Utah snapped in hilarious pics. Now, it is important that we say snapped as in snapping a picture. The dick did not snap in half because I was confused by that headline. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, rock on, rock hard. <laughs> 29-year-old photographer from Philadelphia named Chris Henry stumbled upon the soaring, phallic-shaped rock in Arches National Park. He snapped Mother Nature's dirty-minded marvel and sent it viral on Instagram. He was taking kind of like the same pictures that people take with like the Leaning Tower of Pisa and stuff. <laughs> he claimed to he was the first to find the life like rock he had encountered in the six years of chronicling epic landscapes. My first reaction to seeing the rock was the love heart emojis in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving along the side of the road and I looked over there and said, that looks like a penis. <laughs> um, he seems, he, he seems really excited about this rock. Like, like a little too excited. I mean, hey, whatever. I mean, it's made him go viral. And I guess he was like, he's already a photographer. So I would be excited too if my photography business was finally picking up because I found a dick-shaped rock. <laughs> Knowing that I'd struck gold in the hills of Utah, I hit the first pull-off and ran to the desert to photograph this triumphant being, he said. 
I usually do epic photography, but I've never snapped anything of such sexually suggestive nature. It does look like a penis. It, it will post it on our Instagram and Twitter, which is at Trashy Trashy Pod. I mean, good for him, you know, and 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 Utah, no less. In Utah, now I'm going to call you out. I invited Cassandra. I found hundred dollar round trip tickets to Salt Lake City, <laughs> and I invited Cassandra on a trip to the mecca of Salt- Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and she turned me down. Okay, well. In my defense, because (laughs) at the time, I thought I was going to have to go to a fucking wedding in Utah, which actually I found out like a week ago that we don't have to go to that wedding. Oh. So, I don't know. I mean, Utah might be back on the table now. Okay. Okay. Because are you current on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? I am not. I, you know (gasps) what, I... I've only seen the first episode of the second season because me and my roommate used to watch it together all the time. And so I've been kind of waiting for her, but our schedules haven't been lining up. So I'm going to have to have a pretty old roommate. I mean, so I'm going to have to have a discussion with her this weekend at the Friendsgiving and be like, hey, what are we doing? Like, are you going to come over for a whole day or like, do we need to start watching this separately? Because yeah. I need to know what's going on right now. You got to catch up because the latest episode was the arrest of Jen Shaw. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, my God. 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 They show show the like – I mean, it was wild. It was riveting television. They show the women's reactions in real time. Like they don't show her getting the cuffs put on because that, that, that wasn't captured on camera. But they show like. Her, everything they got. Everything they got. Wow. That's exciting. Hey, it what's your middle name? Michelle. Erica Michelle Curry, if you spoil another thing for me. That's that's not news television. That that we knew she was getting arrested. If you spoil <laughs> Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. That's all I'll say. All right. Cool. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Our next story comes to us from brobible.com. Comedian explains, oh, no, I'm yawning. Oh, no. (laughs) That's your punishment. (laughs) Okay. Comedian explains, How he tricked Vice into running a fake story about having his family jewels locked in a cage. And Vice, full disclaimer, is a news source that we've quoted from many a times on this podcast. Is it a joke website? Like, what are we, what are we finding out that Vice is a joke website or something? No, I think Vice is just kind of like, tries to be edgy, but is like pretty garbage. I mean, sure. And And they like try to be culturally relevant but like anyway i feel like it was because of the hbo show because they had like this it was like oh we're counterculture punk rock news and we're on the streets of baghdad asking the real questions like we're like the anthony bourdain of news yeah and here's our hbo show about it yeah they were like cool and cultural cachet and kind of like like criminally underpaid their employees that was like a fact like i i used to go to some vice like sponsored events that were thrown in la Uh and i was like talking to employees because i wanted to work there because to me that was like the height of cool yeah and and they were like oh the pay is shit and i was like oh cool 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 and then there was like a story about how they pay their employees terribly but at one point they publish it (laughs) Yeah. At one point the the company was valued at 5.7 billion in 2017. That was at the height of that show, I bet. Probably so. So Vice slowly transformed into a parody of itself, including a story that was published in January concerning a man who claimed that he had his family jewels held for ransom after hackers managed to command the Wi-Fi used to control a cage he'd locked them in. So apparently this is a thing that 
can happen. You can have like a a safe or something, and if it's connected to the internet, hackers can like not like they can lock it for real. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, it's like a kink. What? Oh, is it? Remember when we did a story about the chastity belts? Yeah, and people getting hacked on their chastity belts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is that, except that the story that Vice ran was fake. It was an Australian comedian named Lewis Spears who he did a whole video about how he was able to get Vice to just run with this like story that was fake. And then Vice is like, oops, sorry. Oops. Yeah. And they updated the story with an article that said, we regret the mistake. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Uh, you know, okay. <laughs> um, Speaking of mistakes. Oh, yeah. This next story comes to us from Twitter. Ever heard of it? Heard of it? <laughs> Sailor spelt his own name wrong in GCSE fraud. Now, do you know what GCSE is? No, but let's, it sounds like that's for the Google machine. To the Google machine. General Certificate of Secondary Education. So, a Royal Navy sailor who faked his General Certificate of Secondary Education certificates gets promoted, was caught after spelling his own name wrong. Leading seaman Ian O'Mahony. It's hard to say that one without putting a little sauce on it, you know? You got to add a little (laughs) salt and pepper and a little sauce to that one. Ian O'Mahony applied for the rank of petty officer after claiming that he received B and C grades in his English. I'm just going to, it's GCSE. We all know what that is. We're just going to call it college uh, in his college exams. But he was ineligible for a promotion as he, in fact, scored two D grades. O'Mahony. O'Mahony who is 33, forged (laughs) AQA exam board certificates, but misspelled his own name as Om Honey. Om Honey. And he admitted his fraud in Bulford Military Court in Wilts. Can I just say that to me, as someone, my last name is Cardenas, spelled C-A-R-D-E-N-E-S. And the most common spelling of my last name is C-A-R-D-E-N-A-S. Cardenas. So to me, having the names misspelled seems more believable that it's real than if it was spelled right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm just, I'm used to people spelling my name wrong all the time that I'm like, yeah. Oh, they just messed up? Okay. No big deal. Like I have trophies. I've had trophies that have my name wrong. Because I won trophies in high school, Erica. Fucking trophies, okay? Get used to it, listeners. Trophies. Yeah. yeah. Award-winning, Cassandra Cardenas. Award-winning. Deal with it. <laughs> so, Ol Mahoney, who is head of catering on board the HMS Brocklesby, was handed 120 days of detention and suspended for six months. Don't be trashy. Don't don't misspell your own name. Don't fake. That explains the two Ds he got in English, I guess. Boom! <laughs> I wish I had a sound effect for that. Well, do you have a sound effect for anything right now? Because you, ha- no. you have them. Where'd your board I, go? I, I can't access the board the way it's set up right now. Um, but if I did, I would do the... Like okay. the DJ, like record scratch. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. having you do it with your mouth is just as good. No, no, it's not. And I apologize to the listeners. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cass, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. According to the BBC.com, the LA jetpack man was probably just a balloon. Okay, now, what? Because you seem to have heard of this. I had not. Oh, yeah. So there have been several spottings of someone in a jetpack. (laughs) <laughs> over LAX over the last year. Like several pilots have reported seeing someone. It's been all over the LA Times. I guess I read the news. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I, excuse me. 
the LA Times. I'm reading the New York Times. Okay. <laughs> it's a little bit different and a little bit more reputable. We're we're bi-coastal in this podcast family. We really are. We really are. So there's been the FA launched an investigation into what several pilots spotted a guy in a jetpack at around 3,000 feet around LAX last year. But now officials say the pilots may have just seen inflatables. So you said that this has been going on for like a year? Yes. How long do balloons last in the air? I think it's a series of balloons. That all look like a guy with a jetpack? I mean, that's what the FBI is saying, or this is a cover-up. You know what? Honestly, I'm going with the latter. Because to me, in my America, the one I'm familiar with, Mm -hmm. is some clown, is a real-life clown is running around in a jetpack over LAX, and they can't, like, he keeps coming back, and they can't get him down or identify him. Like, wouldn't they just shoot it? I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying (laughs) it's America. It's America. We shoot identified objects here. (laughs) (laughs) You went crazy? (laughs) Like, why why didn't you just shoot it? Like, and see what it is when it falls down. Well, the police helicopter footage shows that apparently a Halloween decoration of a life-size Jack Skellington from the 1993 Tim Burton film, The Nightmare Before Christmas, like a balloon launched up 3,000 feet, and that's what the pilots are seeing. Can you even get as high as a plane on in a jetpack? Maybe one that's landing, but like, what? Well, they even reported seeing it at 6,000 feet, which is like about seven miles northwest of LAX. Holy shit. So there was one sighting in August, and then one in, this is of last year, August, October, and July. That they keep saying, seeing this shit of like pilots being like, we think there's someone in a jetpack. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. So, shoot it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm being crazy. Get, you know, get your skeet guns. We call SEAL Team Boomer that my mom is on now. Yeah. And like, <laughs> call them. <laughs> For those of you who are new to the podcast, Cassandra's mom is training to be a sharpshooter. <laughs> she's, she's gotten into sniping. <laughs> so, like, what are, what are we doing? I don't understand. I don't understand why we don't have the technology to identify what this is immediately. And because we don't have that technology, I don't understand why we don't shoot it. Yeah. So the FAA, which is the Federal Aviation Authority, have worked with the FBI to investigate this jet bag sightings, and they've none have been verified. So the, wow. the working theory is that the pilots might have seen balloons. <sighs> this is crazy. Well, I guess we'll... We'll see as this story develops, what's what's up? I was with shout out Ashley Reardon, and we I was dropping her off at her apartment and we saw a floating object above downtown Los Angeles. And I have a lot of friends who are like very interested in and convinced about the existence of aliens. Mm-hmm. And I'm not denying that aliens exist. How could they not? The world, the galaxy is huge. But I'm not like on necessarily on team like, hey, they've come here to make contact. Like in my head, aliens are just like us, just in a different place, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing this. We're looking at this thing floating above downtown Los Angeles. And I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? I'm going to I'm seeing a UFO right now. And now I'm going to have to tell people that I saw one and they're going to have to listen to me say this shit and question whether or not I'm being realistic. Like, oh, my gosh, I didn't ask for this. I don't want to see this fucking UFO. But here we are. And we keep driving towards it to identify it because we said, surely this could not just be a UFO. It is this thing that's just frozen in the air. We're like, is that at the top of a building? What is it? We get closer, closer, closer. We still can't figure it out. Finally, I text my partner because he loves planes. And I go, what the hell is floating over downtown LA right now? 
Use one right. of your Plain Boy apps and tell me. <laughs> uh, and he did. He used his Plain Boy app. Turns out a Goodyear blimp, but it just was hard to see okay. from where we were. It was just a blimp. <laughs> it was a blimp over the Staples Center. And I'm like, who who's asking for that? Why is that still a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Why do we still have blimps? Yeah, we've evolved past blimps. <laughs> like... <laughs> Goodyear, Goodyear will sell their stock. They'll sell. I, I don't even know if that company's struggling, but I have a feeling that if they started to struggle, they'll do just about anything before they get rid of that damn blimp. Mm-hmm. Because they're the only people who have one. Ah, uh, who else has a blimp? Oscar? Ma- no, no, they have that hot dog car. Goodwill, Goodyear might have the corner on blimps. Who has a blimp? I'm Googling it. <laughs> Good year. <laughs> Good year. There Good we go. Year. There you go. They just have blimps. Good year. And then all the other ones are like shit that you've never heard of. Trying and to chase that, that Good year fame. Yeah. We should get Good year to sponsor us and see if we can get a blimp ride. Oh my God. I would die. I would be so thrilled. Like, I wouldn't want to. I'd be scared, but I would do it, you know, just to say 100%. I did it. 100%. Yeah. Just yeah. to say I did it. Yeah. Are you hoarding anything this week? I am. Okay. I'm hoarding a new iPhone app and Android app called Pikmin Bloom. That's P-I-K-M-I-N-B-L-O-O-M. And it is a cute app from my workplace, Niantic. And it it. You grow flowers as you walk, and it rewards you with these cute little characters, and there's challenges, and you level up, and you work with people to defeat mushrooms. It's just cute, and it rewards you for exploring the world and walking, and it's gotten me to be more active. I'm getting up in between commercials of shows and walking around just so I can level up. You know, it's 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 truly, it's really cute. I highly recommend you download it. You can read about it all over the internet. But it's, you know, we're the people that make Pokemon Go. It's the same type of uh, AR technology. You can put yeah. your Pikmin in the real world. It's really cute. I was going to say, is it's like Pokemon Go where you like have to physically go outside to play the game. You can play it from your living room. You can walk around your house. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm getting up in between commercial breaks of television shows. How cute. I just downloaded it. Yay. We can be friends and like walk together and plant flowers and yeah. Let me know what your username is and we'll we'll connect. If If any listeners download it, I'll connect with you and we can be, you know buddies together should i make my username like cc69 or like something like bad um it's up to you i think i'm gonna sure. do i'm gonna do something just disgusting so that when you when you add me you get like mad <laughs> like it's gonna be bad for your job to have a friend with my username. oh what are you hoarding this week i'm hoarding uh flaky sea salt Ooh! If you don't have some, you should get some. There's a couple companies that make it, but I'm talking those big flakes of salt. I mean, picture this. You're at home and you've just made yourself avocado toast. Mm -hmm. And then you go and you grab your normal salt grinder and crack crack on your shit. I guess. Or... You go to your little box of flaky sea salt, grab a pinch of that, and just on top. Your avocado toast is better. Picture this. Later that day, later that night, maybe, you're sitting there with your loved ones, and you have a a scoop of dark chocolate ice cream. And then you take a pinch of the flaky sea salt on top, and you go, I've earned this life. I deserve to be here. I am great. And then you fall asleep by the fire. That, my friends, is flaky sea salt. That 
I mean, sign me up. That sounds like a commercial. Thank you. Thank you. I think the one that I have is like Maldon. Yeah. It's just a box of salt, but it's like the big fucking flakes. Ooh, it's good. Ooh, it's good. I've had it for a while, but I just, I used some this morning on avocado toast and I was like, I got to hoard this. Nice. Are you throwing anything away? Yes. So I decided to turn on the uh, Netflix documentary Unwell yesterday while I was working just because I think this is like an older documentary, not that old, like maybe a year or two, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I get to an episode where it's about adults drinking breast milk because yep. they they believe that there's health benefits to it. A lot of times it's like bodybuilders will drink breast milk in order to bulk up. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm throwing out. If you want to dress, drink breast milk and pay women for breast milk and all that shit and take the risk involved in that, that's your fucking business. But don't call it mother's milk. That was what was fucking with me. It wasn't the fact that people do this at all. Like, you know, I guess that there's like a, a morality thing where they're saying like there's not enough donated breast milk to cover like the amount of premature babies and adopted babies who need it. So like you are making a moral decision to take breast milk from babies. Some might say whatever I don't that I can't get into that part. I don't care. I do care, but I don't care. You know what I'm saying? What I do care about is that you're calling it mother's milk. That fucking grosses me out, and I don't know why, so stop it. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. It was this older man who was like, been drinking breast milk for 20 years now in his smoothies no. because he thinks that it's like, he he says that it's keeping down his cancer. It, it made him cancer-free. Nope. It's fucking fine, bro. But he, but he says, I've been drinking mother's milk for 20 years, and I uh, there's no better health health food than mother's milk mother's milk mother's milk and i'm like i don't know it just gave me the heebie-jeebies in like the worst way so i'm throwing out the term mother's milk yeah that's a a hundred percent i'm with you (laughs) what are you throwing out mother's milk no (laughs) i'm throwing out i'm on a new medication and it makes me lose the sensation of carbonation what I didn't know that was a possible side effect, and I wrote, uh, I order, uh, okay, I'm a garbage person, and I don't drink coffee, but I do drink Monsters. Oh, boy. Sugar-free Monsters. I have one in the morning. It's my pep-up and go-go drink. And I wrote to Amazon, and I was like, hey, these Monsters have all gone flat. Like, I I get, like, you know, a case of them, and I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, these Monsters have gone flat. And so... I wrote to Amazon and they were like, oh, we're so sorry. Here's a refund. Keep it. And then I get on a forum about this medicine and people are like, is anybody else losing the sensation of carbonation? And everyone's like, yes. And I was like, oh, I've made a huge mistake. I've got to get off this medicine because I love sparkling water uh-huh. more than medicine, most, more than medicine, <laughs> <laughs> more than the medicine and what it's supposed to help me solve. So it erases the sensation of carbonation and it's so bizarre and everything I drink tastes flat. And I thought that it was that my LaCroix and my monsters had gone flat. And I was like, what the hell's happening? And it's the medicine. Whoa. Yeah. That's so so weird. I'm throwing it the hell out. Throwing out that medicine. But I have to like wean myself off of it slowly, real slowly, or else I'll get seizures is what they say. Whoa. It's it's rough, man. It's rough out here in these streets. Jesus Christ. You should anyway, switch to mother's milk. I should switch to mother's milk. <laughs> Where can the people find you? At Cass Cardenas on Instagram and Twitter. Also, the a film that I was in called Violet, starring yes. Olivia Munn, is now available. Um, if you want to buy it on Amazon's or wherever you buy movies online, I think it's like five ninety nine. So if you want to go and see this movie, it's uh, Justine Bateman's directorial debut. She wrote and directed it. I'm in it. So uh, yeah, check out Violet. What are you? 
Huh? How do the people find you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> at, iconic, again. at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram. At Gilly Gal on Twitter. Oh. And if you sent me a thousand followers on Instagram. Oh, right. Fuck you. And why? Like, I got a thousand followers overnight. And that messes up my, like, engagement score and my authenticity score as, like, an influencer. I hate to say that. But, like. So somebody bought followers and sent them to you as, like. As like a cruel thing. Yes. I think so. Because there's no, uh, like, I don't know what the explanation is. Like, I I don't know how I suddenly got really popular in India and got a thousand followers overnight. That's so weird. Hey, what is this really long sense of numbers that you just sent me? My friend code for Pikmin, Bloom. Oh, cute. Okay. So we can be friends. Anyway, it's so bizarre it happened and i i hope that they fall off i don't know what to do about it it's the strangest thing but if you could follow me authentically at at <laughs> iconic erica curry i would appreciate it you can follow this podcast authentically at trashy trashy pod mm-hmm. on instagram and on twitter mm-hmm. we're not on meta <laughs> no we are not <laughs> And we appreciate all of your listens, uh, your patience with us last week. If you've left a review, thank you so much. If you could leave a five-star review, it helps more people discover the podcast. We have, you know, new countries that we're popping up in every every week. And so we know that the podcast is growing, but leaving a five-star review is the best way for more people to discover the podcast. Telling a friend is the best way to tell you know, for more people to discover the podcast and we just truly appreciate it. Yeah, we do. So thank you. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.